This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. weekend it's time to talk sports and sports gambling get you set for a big nfl and college football weekend plus the nba western and eastern conference finals the nhl stanley cup final the white Sox are in the postseason we've got an updated world series odds there is so much to do you've got mike north and carmen defelco and we are the odds couple presented by prop swap here on espn 1000 each and every friday night and then the encore replay on saturdays and, Mikey, uh, I know it was a tough weekend for us in our best plays. It's funny or kind of sad, maybe. We both had pretty decent weekends overall, but the plays we gave out as our best plays weren't too good. Now, I'll remind everybody we picked at about a 60% clip combined last year in the NFL. We promise, folks, we will do better, but last weekend we got off to sort of an inauspicious start. Well, our best we were in every game. I mean, you know, you had the uh, under in the Ram game oh, right uh, at halftime. Oh, You're right there at 27. Florida State's the one that uh, full not only you, Carmen, yep. but everybody, as well, far me. as I'm concerned, yep. the New York Giants, and if you didn't hear Car- uh, Carmen Yurko's show today, and if you haven't uh, been listening lately, you're missing out on a lot. That's all I got to say. But, I mean, I had the 49ers, and Kyler Murray is making me slowly become a believer, but I don't think he'll last the whole season if he plays like he plays. But he did cover. No excuses. But the Giant game is what made um, or broke me. Uh, I had two plays. Uh, one was the over, which was went from 47 to 44. Everybody I know had the uh, had the old, uh, under in that game and and also plus 6. Now, you call running play running to your left with after a 19 play drive instead of pounding the ball or going to your right, you deserve mm-hmm. to lose. Uh, there's a reason Jason Garrett never took the Cowboys anywhere. Jason Garrett called that play after a 19 play drive thrown against your body. That was the game right there, but they also missed two extra I mean an extra point and a two point conversion. That's eight points on the table. Mm-hmm. I never regret. When I handicap, the system works just like Carmen's does. But we had our first uh, blanking, 0-5 combined, ever, ever. And I'm talking two years, folks. Ooh, That's hard to do. It That's is. hard to do. But we didn't like it. I was 0-3, Carmen 0-2. I don't like carrying that around. It's like the canker sore on your lip, <laughs> and you're trying to talk to a girl, and she can't take her eyes off it. It's a bad canker sore right now. We'll be rid of it by the weekend. That's what we're hoping for. Absolutely. We got week two in the NFL, and those aforementioned Giants are here at Soldier Field. The Bears are 1-0. The Giants are 1-1. Playing on the short week, Mike. Third straight year, these two uh, two teams are hooking up. It's the 53rd all-time regular season meeting. Bears went to the Meadowlands with the backup quarterback as a four-point favorite a couple of years ago, lost outright in overtime. Bears were a six, six-and-a-half-point favorite a year ago at Soldier Field. They beat Daniel Jones and the Giants, but they didn't cover. They only won by five. So the last two meetings have been combined by a total, uh, have been uh, uh, finished by a total of eight points. The Bears are a five-and-a-half-point favorite this weekend, I don't like laying points with the Bears. They're covering just 40% of the time the last five years when they're a favorite. Not a game I'll be betting, but uh, they get a crack to go 2-0 and against the Giants team that did not look great on Monday night. Oh, did not look great, but they, they were in the ball game. I, I think the, the spread of 5.5, maybe 6, is something that you should stay away from. I'm not doing anything in this game. But let me just caution everybody this. I got a special announcement to make. I asked Randy if it's okay. He goes, Mike, I don't know, man. I don't know. Should you make that announcement now? 
do you have enough sources? I go, yeah, I have enough sources. I feel I got enough sources. And he goes, are you sure? Because I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to hear from the press. No, I got it. Here's what I'm going to tell everybody. Trubisky starting in week three, no matter what happens in week two. <laughs> yeah, you're okay? probably right, Mike. Enough of the nonsense. Enough of the people after one quarter. You know what I made my mistake, Carm, years ago? I didn't take the names of the Cutler fans, mm-hmm. of the Cutler media swamp. I didn't take that. But you know what I'm doing now? Something different. Yeah, I took the names down. There's a there's an army going against Truce Troopers. That's the name of our our army, Truce Troopers. It's called Foles Foldsters. And you know what? You know who the lieutenant commander of that of that army is? Of the of which one of the Foles? Of Foles Foldsters. Foldsters. You know who it is? Who is it? Dan Pompey. You know who's the captain? Who? Mark G and Greco, my good buddies. They're both my good buddies. You know who's the master sergeant? Who? Mark Potash. Yeah. You know who's the you know who's the major? Who? Howard Sudbury. You know who's the corporal? Suds. Who? Yeah, Suds, my guy. You know who's the corporal? Who? You know who? Yurko. Yurko. And you know who's a lieutenant? Who? You. Me. But yeah, that's it. I, I won't be exposing <laughs> all of you. I can't believe grown-ass men who I've respected for years, guys that I lived down the street from, Danny Pompey lived a block <laughs> from me in Park Ridge, that after one quarter wanted to change quarterbacks, and then you got to tell people, they're some of our brightest. They're well, some of our brightest. I, I, Carmen DeFalco is one of our brightest. I, Howard Sudbury, Potash, they're bright. Really, well, they I, wouldn't, are. I wouldn't say I wanted um, them to change quarterbacks. I would have started Nick Foles, but that's a different conversation. I agree with you that he's not coming out in week one. There was no way they were changing quarterbacks at halftime. I couldn't believe um, the nonsense on Twitter. You saw it. Yeah. I saw it. Danny, I love Danny. Danny Pompey, can we change after the first quarter? <laughs> There's, I, I, I don't Come think. On. Barring some, uh, I mean, I mean, he'd really have to implode this weekend. I, I don't think no, they're doesn't. on the precipice of making a change. I do think it's going to happen at some point. They're this gonna... is just like our political and entertainment media. People out to split Bear fans. And that's what's happened. There's Bear fans doing the same thing. We won the game. He had a great fourth quarter. The aggravation of, I know, the Foles Folster army was they had to change all their storylines Getting right. ready to work. Yeah, Monday. well, that's true. Yeah, Harmon had his at halftime what he was going to say. I've been there, done that. Oh, I've you're been, absolutely. I've been ambushed ten times, getting ready with one side of the story, absolutely. and oh my God, look what happened! I made made it. You know, I I made a screw up. Here. There, there's no doubt about that. Oh a, my God! A, every every writer. I mean, I thought for sure the story was going to be come Monday morning, Mike. Absolutely. There's already a full-blown quarterback controversy. Now, he bailed him out uh, with that fourth quarter, and so that alleviated that. I don't know that that happens against many other teams besides the Lions. They're a whole other train wreck. I don't know if we'll spend too much time on them. They really are, although I liked what you said earlier today when you joined me and York for the bonus play. I think your logic is sound and right on the Lions. Lions. I'm not even hesitating. And I think you're right on that. I think the Packers are probably a little overvalued with that number going into this weekend. But, boy, the Lions really know how to – go down their pant leg with a fourth-quarter lead. I mean, they're making a habit out of it. Well, they didn't know. You know what? I mean, Trubisky shocked him. He shocked everybody. He shocked me even because I said the second half he'd have to have a very good to great second half to save maybe his butt. There's no doubt Trubisky could throw for 400 yards, but if the Bears lose 35-28 – There'll be people looking for his job. Let's talk about the defense. My God, yeah. the defense until Corey Fuller, 
until Kyle Fuller, Kyle excuse Fuller, me, yeah. until Kyle Fuller got that interception. Yeah, they were. I mean, it was it was a train wreck. I mean, it's it's a team type of situation. But I'm just happy Mitch had a good game. I know this. He'll be starting in week two and in week three. But you're right. I mean, nobody's job should be safe. And by the way, Khalil Mack and Hicks, anytime you guys want to get going, too bad, you know what, the accountability factor don't work the same way as it does for the quarterback. Hopefully Robert Quinn gets on the field this weekend too, Mike. And I think How did he get hurt when he didn't play? Uh, that's preseason? a great question. And it, what happened? It, it, it's honestly leading to a lot of speculation and conjecture. And I guess that's a dangerous game to play. That he was they, hurt already? Exactly. They sort of opened themselves up to it a little bit because oh, they don't the Cowboys anything, would never but, do something like that. Well, I, I mean, you got to wonder, like, did they sign an injured player? I mean, how did this happen? And and I guess he practiced briefly, and so some of the beat guys think that there's maybe a little of a, a bit of a window where he potentially could have gotten hurt. The good news, I guess, is that it's trending in a more positive direction right. for Sunday. We're still a couple days away, but, I mean, they got to get him on the field. Like, a lot of this you is dependent what, on that pass rush on the opposite side of Mac. Khalil Mack was the MVP defensively, folks, in 2016. He didn't need anybody else, like Robert Quinn or this guy or that guy. And also Danny Trevathan, who I wanted Kiotowski to be the guy that we say, because now he's the captain of the Raiders. I heard he got hurt. He did get hurt. I don't know how serious that is. I think they might. I should double-check that. He did have to leave the game on Sunday. He had eight tackles already. Yeah. And Danny Trevathan is a sucker for the fake, and he can get blocked one-on-one. You can't, if you're going to play that position, be that easy to move out of the way and fall for fakes that, I mean, freshmen in college wouldn't fall for. Yeah, I mean, You're not wrong about Mac. I really love Khalil Mack. I think he's held up his end of the bargain. But sometimes, you know, I know we ask a lot, but that's only because he is supposed to be right. great, Mike. I mean, Aaron Donald, like every time you put on a Rams game, I'm telling you, like every time – you see Aaron Donald wrecking people. I mean, who like, was? I mean, Khalil Mack in 2016 that he could get quadruple teamed yeah. two years ago. Two years ago, it didn't matter. No. And all of a sudden, now he needs help. Yeah. Wait yeah. a minute, folks. And I know that he's got some mileage on him now. But you know what? I saw a guy that's comfortable, maybe too comfortable, finally get back to his Neanderthal ways from 2016 and 18 when he gathered the team together. Yeah. And I guess he must have struck the fear in God in him because they actually had a pulse. That was a good mo- a good move by Cole Mack. You're right. Yeah, that might have been the best thing he did all day, but sometimes leaders have to do that. Right. When Mike and I come back, we are going to talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy. Oh, oh, God. No. Is Luke. Oh. The action is hot at props. Oh, Luke, I'm telling you. Luke. We are going to start going through the rest of the board, too, uh, in yep. Week 2 in the National Football League. We have so much to talk about, including... NBA uh, Conference Finals, NHL Stanley Cup Final. My stars are still alive. It's incredible. Somehow my Nuggets ticket is still alive. I I love it. I don't know how the hell that's happened, but it's still alive, Mikey. We're going to talk about all of it, plus our best plays. We promise to do better. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting started on this Friday night. We are the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. We are presented each and every week by PropSwap, and it's time to talk to our buddy from PropSwap, one of the co-founders. He is Luke Pergandy, and he joins us now on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Our guy, Luke, what's up, buddy? What's up, Carmen? What's up, Mike? How about, uh, boy, I mean, there's so much going on. How about Jimmy Buckets and the Miami Heat are just a couple of games away 
from the NBA Finals. I mean, the Celtics have to be besides themselves. I feel like they executed. They did what they wanted to do. They had leads in both games late, and, and they couldn't close them out. I mean, Jimmy has just been fabulous. The way that team is constructed, they're fun to watch. you got to love how Pat Riley's built them. But what's the action been like with you guys at PropSwap uh, with the Heat? Because they are on some kind of terror in these playoffs in the <laughs> bubble right now, Luke. Seriously, yeah. If you're not paying attention to the Miami Heat, you're not watching sports properly because this this team is serious. <laughs> this team is really serious. Yeah, we we got a monster ticket listed today. This guy bet four thousand dollars on the Miami Heat at forty to one odds. Literally, like a month ago, it was wow. in August. He bought these, um, and he has it up for sale on PropSwap right now for forty five grand. Wow. 4,000 at 40 to 1. Oh, wow. my God. Well, I'll tell you, that's something. But I got to ask you this. How many people sold their bear tickets yeah. early and then were trying to get them back? I mean, uh, you talk about a game that swung towards a, a couple of them. But what was the action like as far as – and what has the action been? You just said big cities. Well, the Chicago Bears, they were underdogs. People don't know that. It's considered an upset. And the way they won was an upset, Luke – How'd that go? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I certainly watched that game. Obviously, if DeAndre Swift catches that ball, it's, it's Lions' ball game. Um, so I'm not sure the Bears probably deserve that win, but a win's a win in the NFL, and, and you move on and take them because they're few and far between. Uh, the Bears are currently 40 to one. I even see them at 45 to one odds. They started about 50 to one, so their, their odds are pretty flat. Um, I don't know. This this Giants team is can scare some people. I think Saquon Barkley uh, has kind of been on the downtrend, but you know they certainly have talent. Darius Slayton uh, is is a extremely good receiver out of Auburn. So this this Bears Giants game could be an interesting one this weekend. Luke, is there been? I mean, we're only a weekend, but uh, I mean, have we seen a big swing uh, in terms of odds anywhere where people can yeah. look for some value in the NFL yeah. right now? Yeah, I would say the Rams and the Packers are the biggest movers. Um, the Packers were thirty-five or forty to one. I see them at fourteen to one already. I mean, they dismantled the Vikings, um, so you know they're they're riding high. Um, the Steelers look pretty good. The Steelers' odds dropped, um, and then the Rams. I would say those are the three biggest movers. No one really fell too far. The Chiefs went up a little bit from six to one to five to one. The Saints went up from twelve to ten. Um, yeah, there's certainly been some movement. And then, you know, going back to the NBA, the Denver Nuggets oh were eight, 80 to 1 when they right. were down 3 to 1 to LA. I mean, this, and they were 150 to 1 when they were down 3 to 1 to the Jets. Unbelievable. So, I mean, this, this Nuggets team is, is just clearing expectations. Their odds currently are 8 to 1. So, I mean, you could make a nice, you know, 25x on your money, 20x on your money. If you yeah. bought them when they were down to the Jets, yeah, right. Nuggets versus the Heat, the the, the maybe oh the matchup nobody ever thought of. Can you imagine? I mean, really, if that's the matchup for the, I can't see the Nuggets beating the Lakers though. But I mean, I, I, they've been down three one in two series, and they somehow beat they're quiet. here. They beat Kawhi. I know they could beat. They they could get. I I think they're feeling pretty good Boy, about AD themselves right, though, right now. now. Boy, the way AD's played, unbelievable. We're yep. going to get into that a little bit later. All right, last thing, Luke. We you know we know how much uh, the golf fans love Prop Swap. I mean, in it the betters, yep. it's just. We got U.S. Open. You, you anticipate lots of action through the weekend with the U.S. Open? Absolutely, yeah. Through uh, through today and yesterday, we sold a ton of U.S. Open tickets. Uh, probably, you know, like we always talk about, it, it is the most popular 
ticket to buy on PropSwap in terms of number of tickets we move. Um, so, yeah, the U.S. Open is going to be great up in New York. Uh, you know, I wish there were fans, but, know. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a blast. The U.S. Open is always, always strong, and we've probably sold 150 U.S. Open tickets already in two days. Wow. Buy and sell on PropSwap, everybody. PropSwap.com. Luke, thanks as always. We'll talk to you next Friday, buddy. Thanks, Carm. Thanks, Mike. See you, buddy. Take there care. he is, Luke Pergandy at Luke Pergandy. And I'm watching, uh, you know what, all day. The yeah. U.S. Open. They get it. Thank God. Randy and I, Randy Merkin and I were talking. They actually get it. The Masters, no, let's wait. PGA, let's wait. Let's wait for the Safeway Open, for God's sake. No, play everything, man. Yep. And that will make everybody, you get more commercial time. I know what they're trying to sell on the Golf Channel. They they are trying to sell their website, their gold package. And I bought it for sixty five bucks. It's worth it. You see the first the whole first and second round of the feature groups, but I mean that the, to play it all day long has been a special thing. Yeah, I, I'm glad that they are doing that. It's given everybody the chance to watch first thing in the morning. Right. Let's start working through uh, week two, the rest of the board. We talked a lot about Bears and Giants, Mike. Um you know, some interesting games. Week two is always kind of interesting. There's some mm-hmm. value you could find with overreactions in the market to what everybody saw in week one. Uh, you know, the Panthers will go on the road to Tampa, where surprisingly they've had a, a fair amount of success over the years. Um, Tampa's about an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Tom Brady, after that opening drive last week, did not look particularly sharp. Uh, he threw another pick six in that game. Um, he uh, is on the verge of potentially losing four straight games if you count the playoff game for the first time since the fall of 2002. It's just such a rarity. But Teddy Bridgewater, they came close. They didn't cover. You were right on the right side of that game. They came awfully close. Teddy Bridgewater is still 28-7 and against the number as a starter in the NFL. And when he's taking points, his teams normally do pretty well. It's amazing. Well, he's getting nine points. And I'll tell you what, it's a game that you either take Carolina or you stay away from. Yeah. Tom Brady, the grass, my father used to tell me this. The grass is greener on the other side till you get to the other side. <laughs> and and I don't know how many times Bill Belichick ever threw Tom Brady under the bus. I have trouble remembering. But it didn't take Bruce Arians long. Mm-mm. It really didn't. So he sent Tom Brady uh, a little message. This isn't, you know, you... Five years ago, three years ago, uh, he he was a little harsh, I thought, for a guy that's won. But I think he also was had probably talked to Brady and said to him, look, if we have trouble in this game, can I take you on? Because Vince Lombardi had the same deal way back in the day with Paul Horning. Paul Horning, who one year scored 172 points in one season, folks. Wow. Uh, he said, if you mess up. Can I, in front of the team, chew you out? He no said kidding. yes. Wow. And the same went for Bart Starr, and then everybody would see that and galvanize it. So I think there was a little gamemanship with that also. I think Brady knew not only this, he was responsible for some of this, including that intercepted touchdown, yeah. but also he just had a bad game. Right. He did not look great. The pick six was definitely on him. Bruce Arians admitted at, uh, the day after that the, the first one, Mike Evans probably should have kept going into the soft spot of the mm-hmm. zone, and, and that's what Tom thought he was going to do. So he did not put that one on Brady. But, yeah, he did. After that opening drive, that offense did not look sharp. And I'm nope. with Mike. Not a game I envision playing, but I think if you're going to play this one, play take the, the points way. there. Yeah, and especially with Bridgewater getting all those points. And Brady may win 50 great. to nothing. I, that's why I wouldn't play it. He's just come back. I mean, what? You lost one game? Yeah. That's like me and Carmen 
uh, having a bad first week. You know, after we went five and two our first week last year. Yep. If you got faith in yourself, if you're a superstar at what you do, if you're great at what you do like we are or like Brady is, and that's where we're at as far as handicappers, you come back. The Cubs lose a three-game series. You know what? They come back, and yep. congratulations to both. I know we'll talk about We them. will. We're going to talk about them coming yep. up in a few minutes, actually. Some baseball. I'll give you up right. to the World Series odds. Um, you paid close attention to Monday Night Football the first game because you had action on that one. Steelers got Big Ben back. Offense looked pretty good. I mean, they uh, really flustered Daniel. Daniel Jones, most of that game. We know the Steelers' defense can be fierce. That D-line sure can be fierce. They're laying about 7.5 to Vic Fangio and the Broncos. But Vic looks uh, – I really like Vic Fangio, and I think he's a great coordinator. He, he looks like he's in uh, over his head a little bit. I, I can't explain uh, the late clock management in their game, the second Monday nighter. When this Broncos team has to go on the road with short rest, uh, they're normally a disaster, Mike. Uh, another game I don't envision covering, but if you are going to play this, this is where I'm laying the points. I think if you're uh, really wanting to play this game, you got to lay the touchdown with the Steelers here. Well, you probably do, but I wouldn't play it. And let's face it, Vic Fage, when he got hired as the Denver coach, I was stunned. Yeah. Okay? I don't know if people know this actor, but he's basically in a, in a hip-hop world right now, William Bendix. You know what I mean? Uh, Who's William Bendix? The Babe Ruth story. You know, he was uh, Babe Ruth. Did you ever see the Babe Ruth story? I don't story? know if I saw the, the life original of Riley. Babe Ruth. Okay, all Maybe right. Maybe Randy now, will get you a picture I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, or, or, or you know what I mean? He's just yeah. a guy that I think you envision. I envision he's like Lou Saban was, an old coach from the 60s. I look at him as a throwback yeah, coach. I know who you're talking about now. I just yeah. looked him up. Now I know exactly yeah, who you're talking he's, about. Yeah, he's like Babe, Paul Douglas. <laughs> That's awesome. Paul Douglas, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Struther Martin. Uh, it just doesn't fit this, this world, you know what I mean? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> You got, the, you got William Bendix I got there? him. Now I know exactly the who you're talking The story, about. baby. Yeah. Yep. He, he doesn't look anything like him. Couldn't <laughs> swing a baseball bat, but yet, you know what? It's a forever watchable film. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah Vic seems like he's in over his head a little. And the Broncos are really banged up. I you mean, know who uh, Vic is? He's the detectives in the film noirs from the 50s. There you go. That, you no, know, that's good. With the fedora. Like the Maltese Falcon. And yeah. All, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's who poor Vic is, man. I want to cheer for Vic, but it's like, oh, boy. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not good, Mikey. Yep. All right, we got more NFL, some college games, and uh, how about baseball? We'll give a shout-out oh. to the White Sox and talk yes. about what a magical season they're having, uh, having, and we'll give you updated World Series odds. It's all coming up when we return on The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Inside the odds couple, hope everyone's having a uh, great start to the weekend. Mike and I with you once again, 7, 8 every Friday night. The Encore replays Saturday mornings. Uh, don't miss it. And when we're done, you can always download the entire podcast and catch up on the great ESPN Chicago app. Follow Mike on Twitter. He's at North to North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. We are presented by PropSwap. So the White Sox, for the first time since 2008, Mike, make the postseason. I mean, their World Series odds are all the way down to 10 to one, their fourth choice with the A's. You got uh, Tampa. Uh, well, you got the uh, Dodgers are first choice at three to one. Sox, I think, are fifth choice. Dodgers are three to one. Tampa six to one. The Yankees, who have won eight in a row and slugging the hell out of the ball lately, six and a half to one. The Padres are nine to one, and then the A's and the White Sox at ten to one. Can you believe it? What a year they're having, Mike. Yeah, and you know, I'd like to say that you know, uh, and give the deal that they were twenty one or they're twenty one and five against the, uh, under five hundred teams or. That they're basically eight and twelve or something against over five hundred teams. 
it doesn't matter. I knew that going in. I didn't think they'd go 21-5 and against Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Kansas City. I'm sorry. I had the under 32. They exceeded that. Congratulations to Kenny Williams, Rick Hahn, who have been frequent targets of mine. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. It's tough being wrong. For the first time in 12 years. Well, how about it? <laughs> yeah, I'm wrong. So I, I'm 12-1, and one, but you know what? I'm proud of the players. Rick Renteria, I think, has jumped up another notch in the managerial uh, debate here. I know other people want his job, but, man, I don't think you can take his job now. Mm. He has faith in them. He helped them grow just like he's helping the Cubs grow. And the team, especially the Cuban guys who yeah. – if you strike out three times, you don't go out for ice cream after the game. You go back to the batting cages for three hours, and then they might feed you in Cuba. That, that's the, uh, that's a ticket out, and you can tell these guys are coached as good as the American coaches coached American ball players. Been a fun season so far. Hopefully, they continue it in October. We'll see. And their you know pitching what, has Al- been the biggest surprise, I think, Mike, which makes me think like they could be a viable you know team to make a run here. Does in it October. depend? Does it depend on the health of Keiko? Yeah, and, uh, a little and, bit. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah. yeah. I think, I you're think right. it depends. And here, can I just say Eloy is turning into one of my oh. favorite players? How about it, Mike? I mean, well, the last time I saw a guy wear a jersey with it open to the navel, okay, <laughs> I was I, I hung it at disco and I wore it down to my navel. Oh, yeah. That's when a girl came up to me. She goes, You got no hair on your chest. I said, Honey, grass doesn't grow on playgrounds. And then I just walked on. But that's beside the point. Nice line. I like Yeah, it. but Eloy, all the way, I mean, the guy's got the chains going. Uh, it's I a glamorous, it. it's an exciting team to watch. Yep. I like Lewis Robert. My God, how can you get some? Abreu's having a great year. Now, there's going to be the people that say, Can they do it 162 games? I don't think they have enough pitching. Yeah. To do it under 62 games. But in this tournament, we yeah. liked them. Just like last week, we told everybody with the NFL, go light because we don't know how they're going to act. I said, and I think Carmen did too, anything can happen in 60 games. And I sort of yep. liked the I know I like the Cubs, and they're going over 32 too. Boy, would it be great oh, yeah. if they were both in the series. How about it? It's going to be crazy. Uh, so at the top of the hour, at 8 o'clock, when Mike and I are done tonight, we are going to take you to game one of the Western Conference Finals. They are going to mm-hmm. tip off here in just a little bit. Uh, the Lakers have a lot of rest, obviously, Mike. Yep. They're a huge favorite. They're about a 575 to minus uh, 600 favorite in this series. They're a seven-point favorite in game one tonight with a total of 211. I'll just tell everybody that uh, the last time the Nuggets were coming off of, you know, uh, having to rally from 3-1 down, they beat the Jazz. They won that game seven. Then in game one against the Clippers, just two nights later, they got smoked. I just think by the second half, they were done that night, Mike, and they got destroyed 120 to 97. I don't know how this is quite going to play out tonight. My guess would be it might be something similar where, you know, they do have an extra day of rest, but they're just kind of gassed from having to rally in that previous series against LA and win that game seven. I think the Lakers are probably the play here. Mike and I told you the Celtics were the play last Friday night. That one hit. Uh, the Lakers are eight and two straight up, and seven and three against the number in the playoffs. The only games that they've had trouble with are games number one. They lost game one of their first series and game one right. of their second series. So tonight's a little interesting for me. But if anything, I think the Lakers minus the seven is probably the play tonight. Yeah, and there's also a reason that they're favored so heavily because LeBron James, uh, if if somebody had told him, look, you're only going to have three titles, but then there's going to be some sort of like a pandemic hit. <laughs> And at a late age for you, even though you're still maybe one of the top three players in all of the game, uh, you only have to play 60 games. 
and then you're going to have a chance for a fourth championship in a, a playoff series where you don't have hostile fans on yeah. you or anything else. He'd say, well, that's that's a dream. Yeah, I mean, right. If that happens to me, if that would happen to me, I'm winning automatically. I don't He'd say no pay. way, right, Mike? He'd be like, yeah, oh, that can't no happen. way. Yeah. So I think they're winning it all. I, I really do. Uh, I know that, you know, LeBron will – Feel bad that it's not uh, in the eighty-two game format, but hey, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I, you and I talked about this at the beginning. The NBA compared to the NFL, where there's three upsets every Sunday, yeah. seven new playoff teams every single year, or or le- a little bit less or more. The NBA is the most predictable of all sports. You got Jordan, you win. You got LeBron, you got a good chance of winning. Yeah, no kidding. Miami's a couple of games away from the NBA Finals. The Heat, you want to talk about a great story, and we talked about it with Luke mm-hmm. Pergandy a little. The Miami Heat are 10-1 and one straight up and against the number mm. in the postseason. 10-1. and one. And they're an underdog in Game 3 tomorrow still, Mike. They're getting yeah. three points or about I wanted Dragic for the Bulls years ago. Oh, boy. Is he having, the time off did him wonder. He's always been good. Yeah. But he's always been relegated to sixth. He was a sixth man. Then they made him a starter now. And Jimmy Butler. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm just going to tell you this right now. I knew them all. I know them all. I met Sinatra. I've met heavies. I've met, I've met mobsters. If I needed a guy to come with me to collect money that was owed to me, it's Jimmy Butler. He might be right. I... It's Jimmy Butler. They're terrified of the guy because he's basically, who was the nutcase that I used to love? Uh, Ron Artest. Oh, yeah. He's Ron Artest with talent a more and skilled. a little bit more yeah. self-control. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, he's Jimmy. I, I got to give Jimmy oh, credit. I mean, he, he really been has great. been fabulous. I, I mean, he is the I think he's the heart and soul right now of that team. And they're, oh, my and God, they're yes. talented. I mean, the team Pat Riley has built is impressive. Bam Adebayo's uh, blossoming. You see what those rookies are doing uh, and how much they've contributed. And like, Butler challenged the team to yeah. a fight his second day in camp when he first got there. Let's go. He's I mean, this guy's serious. I, I'm, I'm I impressed. Mean, the way they've closed games here in these playoffs, uh, very impressive. And I, I know this. Of all the players, because I think LeBron's a wuss for his size. I really do. Sorry. He gets knocked over. He plays a little flopping game. All this nonsense grabs his face. Jimmy Butler don't play that. No, he's tough. Jimmy Butler could have played in the 80s, and that's the best compliment I can give anybody. Jimmy, Jimmy's tough. There's no doubt. Uh, I, I uh, can't envision myself actually playing that game tomorrow, but I would just uh, tell people, if you think, uh, tread lightly if you're going to bet on the Celtics. And I told Merkin yesterday going into game two, because he kind of liked the Celtics uh, laying the, the two points, I said, I, I wouldn't step in front of the heat train right now. I'm sorry. I just You won't rent for two, two months. I, I, I mean, let, let's see if there's a correction. Right. Just wait it out. Ten and one against the number. I mean, oh. I, don't step in front of that train right now. That'd be my only advice wow. to everybody, so. I would ask everybody this. You owe two months rent. The, the landlord comes to your door. Unbelievable. Lately, you man. open the door. Jimmy Butler's with them. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, You're right. You're I, looking I, for I, the money. I'm paying up, right? You're I'm, paying I'm up. finding I'm the sorry. money. I got, I got news for you. I'm... I mean, seriously. <laughs> I, I mean, of all the guys in the NBA, I love him because he's, he's made himself better and he backs down to nobody. He is tough, man. There's yep. no doubt. How about my stars? Uh, yes, they're my Dallas they stars. They are your stars. Because I got them at 12 to 1. They're in the final. That's another thing that's uh, getting going this weekend. That are starts you, tomorrow. Can you sell the ticket? Well, I can't, um, so I'm going to ride it out. Oh, ride I would have sold it a while ago if I could. Um, How much you get for it? I bet 100 at 12 to 1. I'll collect 1,200. I'll give you 500 right now for it. Listen to my guy. <laughs> See what I just did to you? <laughs> You're making me think, Mike. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you. 
Randy's like this with his hand on his chin. I can see him from here. Oh, yeah. yeah you better He's believe gotta be, i got to be honest with you. 500. I might have to do that. But you. I don't know. I think you would take it at this stage. I think I would. Who are they playing? They're playing the Lightning. The Lightning won in overtime. They beat the Islanders in game six last night. Uh, they yeah, it's a... hockey, though. There's upsets all the time. All the time. I mean, I, all look. the one is nothing. Come on. The Lightning are a small favorite here in this series. You've got to lay about 185, I think, if you want the Lightning. Um, so the Stars still go in the series as a little bit of an underdog. But what a run they're on. And I'm just going to ride it out. And ride it out. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I won't be cruel. I've led you down the path of death before. I absolutely you know, I'd probably buy it from you, and they'd win the damn thing, and I'd feel horrible. I would. You know, last week, speaking of long shots, how about Jim Miller gave us a 13-to-1 horse? Thank God somebody won on the show. No kidding. Jimmy! We didn't get shut out. Jimmy Miller had a winner. Well, that's right, and he's a big part of our true our Absolutely. Crew, especially when you and I don't perform. Now, they've got a, a major weekend of racing uh, coming up here tomorrow and tomorrow night at Hawthorne as the summer harness meet is coming to uh, a close. So they got uh, some big races tomorrow. And uh, when we come back, Jim Miller's going to join us. Jimmy! Hopefully he gives out another big winner. And then Mike and I uh, still have a few football games to talk about. We'll give you our best plays before we're out of here. So don't go anywhere. Jim Miller is coming up next. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, entering the home stretch as we bring in our guy who gave us a 13-to-1 winner last oh, week. And somebody hopefully, won. I thank God somebody on this show won. Yeah, That's right, Mike. Thank God. This is our guy, the one and only, the galloping gent from Hawthorne Racecourse. He is at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. He is Jim Miller, and he Jimmy! joins us now. Oh, Jimmy, what's up, buddy? Well, I'll tell you, when that 13-to-1 shot wins by seven and a half lengths, oh. it's really a beautiful thing because you don't even have to sweat it out either. Unbelievable. It was so great. Uh, I know that it's a big weekend for you guys at Hawthorne. I mean, there's like, what, a, a million dollars worth of purse or something, right, this weekend? A lot of big yeah. races this weekend. Huge races, and this is kind of the, the, the end of the meet, so it's our night of champions, but everything leading up to this night on Saturday night, and it's 11 stakes races, a million dollars in purses. It's basically crowning all your Illinois bred divisional champions at every single level. But it's a really cool card because you get a lot of full fields, a lot of very talented horses. And it's nice because it gives these people the opportunity who have been racing all year long throughout the pandemic to really make some good money and something to kind of support them as they move forward towards next year. You know what, Jimmy? What's the uh, right now the prognosis? of horse racing we talked about the kentucky derby we talked about the change with the COVID situation and everything else um what are they promising you i mean <laughs> illinois has just been i think behind the times compared to a lot of other states is the same thing happening in your industry where there's other states ahead of you guys right now and where you should be higher uh it, it, that you believe Sure. Well, it's, it's been really interesting, Mike, because a, a lot of the tracks around the country have been racing spectator-free, and we saw that with the Kentucky Derby a couple weeks ago, and we're kind of at the same point at Hawthorne, and really, it comes down to what you can do with your simulcast signal, how you can broadcast your signal, how many fans you can get eyeballs on that signal for, and that really is the key, and that's something that we've actually done quite well, because we race a little bit later at night on the weekend, so there's not quite as much competition. Mm-hmm. You have networks like TVG that show your races. We were right. able to get picked up on some other networks earlier on in the summer, and the biggest thing that we did that was really important is when horse racing got going before professional sports, we were able to get a lot of those professional sports players 
to bet on horse racing. And the key was keeping them around. And by doing that, you really have to provide a product that provides a little bit of value, provides a nice competitive level, but keeps their interest. And we've noticed actually a little bit of a boost in our betting. We're up about 30% this meet, and that's been without fans on site. So that's something where you can look forward to that for next year. We have dates next year where we're going to have a spring thoroughbred meet again, summer harness and fall thoroughbreds. So at least at Hawthorne, you already have sports wagering going. You're going to have a casino construction that is currently underway. So I think things are really headed in the right direction for well, us. And the mobile app, I mean, the Club Hawthorne app, I mean, that's the thing that kind of yeah. makes it beautiful. You're not as reliant on people, uh, okay, well, we can't go because of COVID and bet there. And maybe they don't want to drive over to the OTB. It's like technology, is a, it gotta, it's great for you guys with the app. Well, and that's the thing, too, with the app that we, we really did that we like quite a bit is the ability to have multiple racetracks on at one time. So you can have two or three signals up there, follow multiple tracks. And even if you only have a wager going on at one, you at least know where the other tracks are in relation to your next wagers you want to make. It's a very easy app to wager on to. And that's the thing that's really been kind of nice. And then for cashing out, you can actually go right to an OTB or come to the bet and go at Hawthorne or just request your funds to be sent right to your account. And it's a very quick return. And that's the thing that everybody wants. You can make that deposit easily, but you can get your money back just as easily as well. Beautiful. What do we like for this weekend, Jim? All right. Well, we had luck at Woodbine last weekend, so we're going right back there again this weekend for a couple of races, and then we'll end up at Hawthorne. But Saturday at Woodbine, two turf stakes, and first off is going to be our price play of the day again. Race number seven at Woodbine. Bet the one horse across the board. This is a horse by the name of Say the Word, 10 to 1 in the morning line. This is a horse that had a huge rally at Saratoga in that last out and won at 50 to 1. Emma Jane Wilson rides today. This horse has had past success over this Woodbine turf. It's a mile and a quarter race, and Say the Word should be charging late. Then you go to race 9, the $1 million Woodbine mile on the turf. And in this race, Mark Cassie has three horses in there. I'm going to try to beat his favorite war, war of will, and I'm going to go to the one, March to the Arch. Again, this is a horse that is one over the course, gets the inside, gets a rider familiar with the course, bet that horse to win in place, and then go to Hawthorne. Night of Champions Night again is on Saturday night. Race 11, bet the nine, Fox Valley Exploit. Just bet this horse to win. The winner is seven of eight on the year, but you're getting three to one. If you can get three to one on this horse come post time, it's worth a significant win wager. I think this horse is a lock in the eleventh at Hawthorne. Okay, two horses, uh, two races at Woodbine. The seventh race tomorrow, the one horse. The ninth race, the one horse, and then the eleventh at Hawthorne tomorrow night, the nine horse. Right? That's right, right boy. Let's make some money again. Happy wagering, absolutely. Jimmy! Talk to you next week, pal. See ya. All right, you yep, got it, guys. There he is, uh, Hawthorne at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. He is Jim Miller from Hawthorne. The fan Miller, experience from horse racing will be hurt uh, because of the apps, which is a good thing. Yeah. Because you know what? Uh, I think the day of fans absolutely populating all events, all sporting events are over because of the betting apps as far as we got to go to this game because it's not on TV right. or we want to go to this game because it's, you know, we can't, we, it's not on TV and we can't bet it. I think horse racing, uh, being up 30% is huge. Yeah, big in the handle. It's yeah. huge with no fans. Yep. That means they're concentrating on what's going to work for them in the future, and that's going to be websites and apps and stuff like that. Before we get to our best plays, a couple other NFL games of note that Mike and I wanted to discuss. Uh, the Sunday Nighter should be a good one. Patriots and Seahawks, a good start for the Seahawks. We, all, we, we gave out the stat last week, and even though Mike and I got shut out, a lot of the leans were strong, and we told you how good Pete Carroll is when they play breakfast football in that early time slot on the East Coast. I mean, they're incredible. They did it again. Uh, They won. uh, They were a small favorite. They won outright. Uh, I think 
Uh, the Falcons, uh, you probably didn't get beat quite as bad as that score looked at one point, but a very impressive start for the Seahawks. And, you know, the Patriots, I don't know that they can do it every week like they did last week where they're designing 15, 16 runs for Cam Newton. They're going to get him destroyed. They don't have much in terms of a receiving core. Uh, I kind of like the Seahawks here this weekend and that Sunday nighter with the Seahawks playing at home, Mike. Well, yeah, and here's another thing. How 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 much of a smile did Bill Belichick have <laughs> being told his whole career by a lot of people that it's all because of Brady and he wins with Cam Newton with a completely different offense yeah. and Brady is being chastised by his own coach, you know, so, uh, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, yeah, I you know what? I think I wouldn't bet the game, but I think New England can cover again. There's a reason that they were almost 10 as far as the total concern for season wins. The guy still knows how to scheme and coach, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Ravens-Texans, the Texans with the extra rest, uh, they are at home getting seven against the Ravens. How'd you like to be the Texans? you got to start against Patrick Mahomes, the MVP from two years ago, and Lamar Jackson, the MVP from last year. And I saw Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders tweet that Houston was 31st in the NFL last year in DVOA against runs by quarterback. So good luck versus Lamar. He lit them up in Baltimore last year. They won 41-7. to It's a brutal start to the season for the Texans. Yeah, I might lean towards Houston because there's just no way you think that they should be getting 10 hmm. you know but I know they're at home, uh, on the road but you know it's in front of an empty stadium once again yeah. I mean the fan experience in football is I think making it will make a difference in some football games every single Sunday teams that are young that would normally collapse maybe Arizona gets a win that they don't get in front of a full stadium of people that are, are for the opposition just just little things you know nobody's going to tell me the fans don't matter the fans do matter but at the end of the day it's just like playing in practice and you know I heard JJ Watt say this is weird playing in front of nobody Maybe it's good that Houston will be playing in front of nobody because you're right, it is tough. But don't forget, Watson still is the quarterback of the Houston uh, Texans. All right, strong lean from me here, by the way, Mike. People are going to think I'm crazy, but I'll try to explain why quickly. Uh, Believe it or not, I like the Jets at home getting a touchdown against the Niners this weekend. Cross-country trip, it's been, you know, they've got a lot on their mind considering what's happening in uh, and around San Francisco and in California. Um, you know, they're playing again here in the early window and a bunch of injuries for San Fran. Still no Debo Samuel. Kittle's got a knee injury now. I know he'll play, but he's a little banged up. Uh, they had to put Richard Sherman uh, on IR, and this has just been a terrible spot for the San Francisco nine, uh, 49ers in recent years. When they are a favorite like this, they just haven't covered a lot. So believe it or not, I kind I, I like the Jets. Strong lean here. The Jets getting the touchdown at home. You know what? Weekend. We're going to make this an odds couple special. I'm riding with you on this game. I like it. I like I'm, it. I am. I'm riding with you because I I, I was going to make it my third pick anyway. Okay. And I like the Jets in this in this spot. It, it, you know, number one, you're right. San Francisco got, San Francisco got injuries. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really. They looked overwhelmed last week. And the Jets aren't as bad as they look. I'm going to go with the Jets plus seven. I'm with you on that one. An odds couple pick. I like it. What are the other best plays, Mikey? I got, well, Detroit is my a major play for me. Uh, against the Green Bay Packers. I, it's six and a half, I think, by game time will be seven. If it goes below that, oh, you take it anyway. I like Detroit, and I also love, in a picket game, talking about taking trips 
the L.A. Rams coming to Philadelphia mm-hmm. uh, in a different type of situation. Philadelphia, I think Wentz is a heck of a quarterback. I like the Philadelphia Eagles. So I got uh, the Jets with you. I got Detroit, and I got the Philadelphia Eagles. Love it, and I got a college game, too. Probably the best uh, game on the board maybe this weekend before the SEC gets going. Louisville's at home hosting uh, Miami. Line opened about uh, Louisville laying a point and a half. It's out to two and a half, so it's still in a pretty good spot. You can't say enough about what Scott Satterfield has done since taking over at Louisville. I mean, he inherited a mess, and they've been impressive. They got beat pretty good in the final score at Miami last year, 52-27. to But they had three turnovers that really sunk them. They actually outgained the Canes in that game, and Louisville's 5-1 and one against the number as a favorite under Satterfield here. So I like Louisville laying the 2.5 at home tomorrow night against Miami. Well, folks, Sinatra gets a sore throat every so often. Ruth goes 0-4 for 4 every so often. The, the odds couple doesn't have two bad games. There's no such thing as so often. I think we're going to bounce back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like Georgia State this weekend against uh, against uh, Louisiana, too. I think uh, Georgia State is uh, primed for potentially an upset. And I think, Are you taking that as, as, as one of yours or as a lead? Uh, I'll, t- I'll go ahead and give it out to everybody. Listen I really, to you, the just line, firing the, away. The line has gotten away a little bit. I will say that. I have it at 17. It's down to like 15, 15 and a half. Well, that's safe. The money's kind of come in on Georgia State, but they were three and one at home as a dog last year, and they're, you know, catching uh, more than two touchdowns against the Louis- uh, Louisiana. Still a good team. number. Yeah, I think it is. So, and they return a lot. You don't of mind if I stay back in town for that one? Do I you? don't mind. No, you <laughs> All right, let's hope we do better. Fingers crossed. I know it'll be a better weekend. Thank you to Randy Merkin and Sean Davis. Thank you, uh, thank you for listening, everybody, and uh, happy wagering. All right, enjoy all the football. Mike and I'll be back, ready to do it again. Try to give you guys uh, the best content and the best info as we possibly can to get you set for all these football weekends coming up. So much is happening, and it's been so much fun. So have a great weekend, Mike. We'll see you next so week, So long, buddy. everybody. Have a great week, everybody. We are The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.